This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue speaking about a very significant subject that is first fruits which is the resurrection of our Messiah, Jesus. And we're be, we've been going through 1 Corinthians 15, and we want to continue there because we left off yesterday speaking about uh, the fact that uh, if Christ had not been raised, then preaching is vain and our faith is also in vain. Now, from verse 14 to 19, which I'm going to read now, is really supplications. In other words, Paul is giving his view of what would have happened if Christ had not been raised. So let's go to verse 15 now. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 15. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God because we witnessed against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. Your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Junie, what a horrible thought that would be, wouldn't it? Well, it's amazing, Shelley, because it brought to mind when my parents were living with us, someone got us tickets to go to a Hasidic teaching on the law. And the prophets. And they had us sign a card with our name, address, and telephone number. And the big question was did we believe that the scriptures were the word of God? These were Hasids. Those are Orthodox Jews, for those who don't know. And my father had Alzheimer's. My mom was um, on dialysis. You had taken her for a dialysis appointment. And it was a very sad day for me. I was really down in every way. The telephone rang when my dad went in to take his afternoon nap. And I heard Mrs. Volk. My name is, and he gave me his name, and he was a Hasidic Jew who wanted to know if I came to a decision that the word of God was the word of God 
the scriptures or if it was just written by men. And I said, oh, I believe that it was written penned by men, but it was by the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And he said to me, oh, so you have had a Hasidic experience. And I said, well, no, not exactly. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, I actually, as a Jew, have come to believe that Yeshua, Jesus, is our Messiah. And he said, how can you believe such a thing? And I started to share with him what happened to me. And he said to me, Mrs. Volk, Jesus is dead. And I said, oh, my brother, he's alive. Mm -hmm. And he hung up. And I know that to this day, he hears those words, Mrs. Volk, Jesus is dead. Oh, my brother, Jesus is alive. And I remember when I hung up that phone, my whole being was lifted up. I was no longer depressed Mm -hmm. because the life of the Messiah that lives in me got so excited because I became Like first fruits, a living witness to my Jewish people that Jesus is not dead. Hallelujah. He's alive. Hallelujah. Really, I remember that day. All right, let's continue in 1 Corinthians. Uh, We're going to read 18 and 19. Again, these are suppositions by Paul. Verse 18, then those also have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we, this is a, a, an incredibly important verse, if we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Please let this be inscribed in your understanding. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Junie, that needs to be impregnated in us that we need to see there is a better life that awaits us, that the years on earth, whether they be short or 40, 70, 80, or 100 years old, this is preliminary to the glory of a truly physically and spiritually resurrected lifestyle. And that reminds me of my mother. Oh, my goodness. Because my father and mother lived with us. Their last name, Bernstein. Fiebert and Bernstein, they were generational Jews from Germany and from Hungary. And my mother didn't believe in life eternal. My mother believed that when you die, your life is finished. And I remember over the years that she lived with us trying to talk to her And she really was shut down to eternal life and to Jesus. But the moment of time that the Lord had me go to the hospital when my mother had uh, actually died on um, the dialysis machine and they revived her, this was uh, like 40 hours later. 
we received a telephone call to go to the hospital immediately that my mother's lungs were filling up with water. And I remember entering the room and I fell on my knees and took my mother's hand and the nurse came over to me and put a pillow under my knees and said, do you want us to remove the water from her lungs? It might help her. And I looked at my mother and I looked at the nurse and I said, I feel like she's going. And the nurse said, so do I. And she got up and left the room and I was alone with my mother. And my mother, her face got so... Um, evil. It it scared me, Shelley. And then I thought to myself, oh, that's just because her lungs are filling up. And then I heard myself speaking to my mother, Claire Bernstein, spirit of unbelief in Claire Bernstein, come out now. You've been named spirit of unbelief. You come out of Claire Bernstein now, in Jesus' name, come out of Claire Bernstein. And Shelley, my mother's face changed. And I looked at the clock, and it was like 11.55. And my mother looked from one side of the wall to another, and I tried to see what she was looking at. And she closed her eyes, Shelley, mm. and the nurse came in and I looked at the nurse and I said, is she gone? My mom looked 20 years younger because the Lord touched her, Shelley. Remember that? Yes. And we know that my mother is with the Lord and I want to thank the Lord for his resurrected power that he could speak through me to call out a spirit of unbelief. And according to the scriptures, that shows that the presence of the Lord is with us and his kingdom, Shelley, is real. Amen. It's Amen. real Amen. and it's alive today because we are his witnesses. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus is alive, Shelley, yes. and lives in you and me. Hallelujah. And we pray for every listener that if you don't know Jesus, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you can cry out to him today and give him your heart and give him your life and tell him you're sorry for your sins. Ask him to wash them away in his blood that you want to live a righteous life for him and be his witness Amen. In the earth today, Let it be. first fruits and resurrection shall Hallelujah. Be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So in, uh, in these verses in 1 Corinthians 15, it's suppositions because we see the word, for if the dead are not raised, and if Christ has not been raised, if we have helped in Christ in this life only, we are all men most to be pitied. So it's supposition after supposition after supposition. But you know what's, ver what's wonderful about verse 19? It's followed by verse 20, and we hear a resounding def definitive statement. But now Christ 
has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. Hallelujah. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ the Messiah all shall be made alive. Hallelujah. But each in his own order. Christ the first fruits. After that, those who are Christ's at his coming. I just want to point out, you see how Paul has referred to him as the first fruits. That goes right back to Leviticus chapter 23. We need to see the New Testament is a continuation, a fulfillment. The, the promises of the Messiah and a Redeemer to come was all in the Hebrew Scriptures, and the New Testament fulfills it all. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after that those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers up the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power. Junie. Thank you, Lord. Is not the gospel the story of great news? It's more than good. It's great news. Lord, we want to thank you. Eternal we want to life. thank you, Lord, for you, you go Lord. far beyond all the knowledge we can accumulate. Lord. But one day we're going to see you face to face. One day we shall, our body shall be resurrected and we be brought to glory as the glory accompanies us in you. In Yeshua's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.